Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to the next episode of E-Commerce Insights. I'm your host, Scott DeGrossier, coming to you live from Gary Island in beautiful Marblehead, Massachusetts. Thanks for joining. Today, we're going to talk about a couple topics that, fortunately or not, are things that you need to worry about as an e-commerce owner. Tracking pixels, tracking cookies, and the difference between third and first party data. Riveting topics, <laughs> important topics, whether they're riveting or not, you need to know about them because your data is being used, sometimes used against you, sometimes for you, ways you are used to determining things, are relying on technologies that are only going to work in certain specific situations and aren't going to work in others. And if nothing else, you get to look at my spectacular hairstyle right now here. The wind is just crushing me. Thank God for this fancy mic that's um, blocking out the wind kind of nicely. So hold on here. Yeah, that, that ain't working either, is it? Oh, well. Too late now. We're live. <laughs> So the Apple versus Facebook news, which it was quite newsworthy about IFDA and Apple's new release was going to block IFDA. And, you know, that's a lot of acronyms. And then everyone has their, you know, interpretations of what that might mean. But if you want to understand that, which if you're listening to this, you're going to at least hear about it. So I hope you do. It comes down to first party data versus third party data. First party data is data collected to be used by the party collecting it. That's first party. For example, your Shopify data, your WooCommerce data, your Klaviyo data, your HubSpot data, the stuff that you collect because people are on your website doing stuff, that's first party data. That's yours to you know optimize your business with. Third party data is when data is collected and used for other purposes not related to the party collecting it or collected on behalf of people and used for other nefarious or not purposes. And so ad platforms generally are using third-party data because they are there and then they're looking around at what you you visit the site. They say, hey, thanks for visiting. I'm going to attach to your computer. And then they sniff around and watch you do other things. And then so this cookie that came on or tracking pixel or all the different technology, whatever tech it is, if it's watching you cruise around to other websites and the web and every time you log in, you know, you, you may or may not have known that, but it's happening. But that's and then it's used for whatever purpose they want. That's third party data. First, again, first party data is when you're collecting data about people that you've earned their visit to come to your website and hopefully opt in and eventually buy your stuff. And almost fell over here on the rocks on the cliffs here. <laughs> that would have been interesting. And so you're trying to use it to, to make your business better and you're collecting it and, and it's somewhat consensual. They've come to your site of their own volition. And they, so they like, at least they're on your website because they have some reason or interest to be there. So it's a very different um, initial capture intent of the data, which matters heavily and is going to matter much, much more in the future. So what was going on was that Facebook was grabbing the Apple phone ID. So Apple's not, you know, innocent of this. Apple was saying, hey, 
grab a phone ID. It's like a social security number, you know, here, here it is, you know, here's what we know. And so they finally put an end to that. And a lot of people were relying on that. Now that capturing that data, it does give you more data. But the tricky thing about tracking and marketing attribution is more data isn't always better data. Um, and if anything, it can further cloud the, the key parts of a customer journey that turn them into a repeat valuable customer, hopefully in the future. You want the right data acted on correctly. And, and that's that can be challenging to do. And sometimes getting every single impression out there isn't the way isn't it's not the way to go but furthermore those methods are going to be illegal someday so that's going to be if anything that's going to make data actually more accurate the law uh, what apple and facebook are you know battling over it's going to make it more accurate data because instead of it being sniffed by a phone id you're going to have to earn it's going to be more earned media where they actually clicked and went to your site is where you're going to be able to track because once something becomes in the first party domain then you can track and use it and if you're relying on stealth hidden stuff um, that's slowly but surely going to no longer be allowed which is a good thing uh, because then if the data is relied on more accurate <laughs> actions such as clicks uh, rather than impressions, you're going to have more accurate data in your, hopefully, Facebook and Google platforms. We'll see. So my, no, I can't really worry about that. I got my own marketing attribution concerns to worry about. Uh, so that first party, third party thing is becoming a big thing where uh, first party data cookies um, are something that's going to become important. You're going to have to make sure that whatever you're doing is correctly labeled and um, is passes all the tests that it's a first party data use only cookie for it to be able to be used. At my company, Wicked Reports, for marketing attribution, we've always been a first party data cookie company. We use things in addition to cookies that are also first party data fall into that domain because you can't just rely on cookies because they're going to drop when you go from um, domain to domain in a particular marketing funnel. So let's talk about cookies for a minute here. So cookies and tracking pixels. A pixel is, you know, a one by one pixel is the smallest image that is, you know, theoretically possible in a, in a website or, a, or an Im, a graphic on the web. And so the idea behind a tracking pixel is that you have a one by one image and then there's code in that image that's going to report on what you're doing. And that's the standard way that people track if an email is opened or not is because if you allow images on your email, the image opens and it reports back, hey, you know, Scott at Wicked Reports just opened this email or whatever. That's one way that it can happen. And then a cookie is a text file that gets put on your computer when you visit it and you put various things there and then you can retrieve that information and again figure out what's going on you're constantly like when they're clicking around websites you're adding stuff to that flat file text file and then you're pulling it out so that you can um you know track them or there's a lot of good reasons for cookies they personalize websites they say hey this person's okay they logged in it's safe um there's a lot of technologies built on cookies that 
I mean, it's going to be really tough if they get rid of cookies. A lot of texts are going to have to get rethought or they're just not going to work very well. And one of those ways is tracking. And again, that's a third first party thing. Advertisers, I mean, places will cookie your website and then keep track of where you go and then pull that out. We don't do that at Wicked Reports. We just use the cookie for what you're doing on our client's site and when you're doing it. Now, an issue with cookies is if you have a domain, uh, excuse me, if you have a marketing funnel that has multiple domains in it, which many people do, you could go to your website and then you could kick over to your checkout system, which is hosted on a different site. And then right away, you can lose the trail if you rely only on cookies. No tracking system should rely on cookies alone or you're going to fail because of that funnel won't work. Or it could be because you're on your unbounce page or your lead pages or you, you know, you hosted your blog on a separate domain. There's a lot of reasons why people have multiple domains in their funnel. Or you're on this podcast. If we host this podcast on a separate domain, then you click the Wicked Reports. Then you click to our checkout system. Like we need to be able to track that to say, you know, they came from the podcast website and made the sale. And we can't do that if we rely strictly on cookies. The easiest way to see if uh, the tracking cookie problem is Google Analytics. You go in there and if you see in referring websites and you see your own website, which everyone does and it's just maddening, right? That's because it relies on cookies. I mean, it's Google. They probably, ideally, they have some other ways around that, right? But you see the referring website be a different domain. You're like, geez, it's it's me. It's still my, my stuff. Well, you can go in and fix that in the settings. That's not the purpose of this episode, but... The thing that I am most uh, concerned with in terms of tracking, and it's a, in a, a little known, I don't know how popular or well-known it is, is that Apple has a seven-day cookie expiration now on the Safari browser. So if you're using your default browser in your iPhone or you're on a Mac using Safari, the cookie only lasts seven days. This is fine for most types of tracking, but where this gets tricky is anyone that doesn't update their technology for first click. Because first click is a measurement used to track top of the funnel initial brand awareness. Now, a lot of people like to say, hey, I'll just use first click and last click and then I'm going to be rich. You still need to capture the point in the middle that made them a lead don't want to digress too much here from the cookie that you're missing the most important, the second most important conversion if you do that, which is the lead conversion. But the first click isn't very important because it's saying, hey, someone was walking around minding their own business and now I did something in marketing that made them finally become aware of me. What the hell was that? (laughs) Well, it's the first click. And so one very common way of tracking first click is to cookie the machine when a click comes in And then when you finally become aware of who that person is, you go grab the cookie and say, oh, look, they came here three months ago or whatever. We we have a couple ways we track first click over at Wicked Reports. That's one of them. And if you're into, we had someone the other day that closed. They were first aware of us January 2019, 20-month close. So, I mean, that first click was cool to see. Doesn't mean I'm going to go rush and go spend more money on that top of the funnel. I mean, I need leads to close faster than 20 months, right? But it was still cool that we did it. I thought that was fun. 
but here's the risk of your accuracy for your tracking data. So I'm on my phone. I see your ad. Let me walk you through an example. I'll use a client of ours, Primal Harvest. Cool, gorgeous website, sells, you know, all kinds of primal meats and foods and things like that. Now, let's say I'm on my iPhone. I've never heard of them. They're running an ad on Facebook for cold traffic. Hopefully they've excluded their email list like good marketers. So they're only running it to actual cold traffic. And I see an ad. It's like some, you know, click here, say 20% on, you know, deer beef jerky, whatever. And I click on it. I croak. Lo and behold, I get distracted by something. Put my phone down, leave it. Don't do anything. That's my first click. Let's call it deer jerky. <laughs> Don't know why I thought of that. I wonder if they sell it. So I'm on, So deer jerky is my first click. Now, I did that with the iPhone. So if they're using tracking cookies, as most people would be doing, they have seven days to retrieve that and figure it out. The trouble is, if, I didn't, if I'm not identified, if I have no other way to identify who I was, like the trail gets lost. So let's just, for all intents and purposes, say eight days goes by. I see another ad for buffalo meat. Oh, buffalo meat's great. I click on it. I don't do anything. So now buffalo meat has been, re- because of eight days have gone by, Apple's deleted the cookie. Now the buffalo meat is now in there as the first click. Then four days later, they're retargeting the hell out of me. And I'm like, ooh, it's they say, buy one, get one, grass-fed chicken. (laughs) I'm like, oh, man, I got to have this. Put in my email, still don't buy. Well, at that point, because it's within a week, they can pluck the cookie out and say, oh, look, the first click was buffalo meat. Okay, so buffalo meat was the first click. Grass-fed chicken's what made the lead. But the real first click was the deer jerky. And you lose that because the cookie's been deleted. Now, why would you care? Who cares? Just take whatever data we get. Well, what happens is when they go to scale and they and they have this first click data that says, oh, the buffalo meat, look at it, brought Scott in as a lead and he ended up buying like tons of meat. He bought $2,000 worth of primal meat shipped to his house. He's a great customer. We want tons. And you aggregate all these journeys. So they aggregate them all up. And if all of a sudden the two things could happen, well, it could show that, hey, the buffalo meat ad has got a ton of first clicks. It's great. Let's start spending more money there. And then you spend more there and it doesn't, the return doesn't match. The spend goes up. Return flattens out because it's not really the first click and it doesn't really work on cold. I wasn't a cold audience. I wasn't cold traffic. I was cold traffic when I saw the original ad, not the Buffalo meat ad. So the shown on cold traffic, it might not work that well. It's an ad that works better once you're already been exposed to the brand a few times, five, 10 times, who knows how many. And on the flip side, where they should be putting the money on the deer jerky ad, they're not. Because they, we didn't even know the click happened. It's like, man, this this one was a dud. Man, I, I really thought this deer jerky ad was going to be great. Oh, well, the buffalo one's the one working. Geez, I spent there. Now it didn't work. Oh. And then you're back to the drawing board. And really, you just needed accurate data that showed you that it was the deer jerky that got the first clicks in to begin with. So that is the current 
risk of now with Apple's iPhones deleting those cookies every seven days. If you don't have if you don't have a way to capture that and tie it together and stitch together the journey, you're going to be having faulty top of the funnel data. This is why I strongly recommend that you're doing e-commerce lead capture at the top of the funnel, excluding your email list and figuring out what attracts cold traffic to become a new lead. Because that's a tough thing to do to find the right cold traffic new lead sources that become high value customers. But when you find it, it's absolute gold and it's a huge edge because most other people are relying on first click or they're not even doing that. They're just worried about bottom of the funnel. And yet if you can see, hey, what ads to people that have never heard about me are making them willing to opt in for the offer to give me their email? It's very different than some customer that's on your list and has already bought from you or someone that's been around loitering on your list as a dead lead for eight months. Very different. And when people, and normally it's, it looks negative initially. And so this seven day cookie Apple iPhone deletion thing means that I, I think you should be shifting to new lead uh, capture even as an e-commerce business. There's tons of reasons why. This is just another one. Related to tracking technology, the risk of relying on first click over new lead is that unless your attribution company takes care to really make sure it's the first click, you you could waste money. I mean, who? no one's got money to waste, right? <laughs> The, the other big uh, thing happening with this app, with this Facebook third-party tracking pixel being in trouble is Facebook's had to shift to something called a conversions API, formerly known as server-to-server. Server. At Wicker Reports, we were the second company in the world whitelisted to do this technology. We still haven't implemented it yet for reasons that I'm under NDA, so I can't talk about, but I'm just not, it's just not the right thing to do right now. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's all I can really say. The, the idea is Facebook wants you to take your first party data, like from Shopify or from Klaviyo, HubSpot, ActiveCampaign, and send it up to them so that they can then say, oh, look, here are all your sales. And then they'll decide what ad made the sale. Now, this is, this is a tricky situation as an e-commerce advertiser because you... You, you want Facebook to have data so it can work, but they're, I mean, that data, it, technically they're going to use it for whatever they want, which is probably going to help your competitors targeting people in your space as well. <laughs> That's kind of how the game works. Like they're going to, they're going to, oh, wow, these are really high value. These people have spent 5,000 bucks with Primal Harvest and I'm at uh, primalcompetitor.com. And I'm looking for people, I'm a new advertiser on Facebook, I want to spend money here, help me find someone algorithm. Oh, look, you're in Primal. Oh, well, we know all these people that are spending 10 grand a year with this company. Why don't we show you their ad? So it's a risky proposition. On the flip side, the algorithm will do really, they've already got lookalikes going, but they'll really be able to dial in your lookalikes because they'll know precisely how much everyone's worth. So in theory, they'll be able to mirror and match better. My, uh, I mean, a concern I have is that the Facebook data 
it doesn't look at other channels, nor should it. It's Facebook. What do they care? You know, why are they going to tell you to go spend money somewhere else? They're not. That's not their job. But the more data they have when it comes to reporting and for accuracy, I just, I just feel like <laughs> the data is off a lot right now and sending them more data and then trying to make, if you can't transparently see, I sent you these five orders, tell me what you attributed these five orders to, which they don't, they mask who they attribute it to. So you don't ever see where the, you gave them the data. You don't get to see where it gets attributed or why. And so it just can cloud your data because you'd be like, Hey, I sent you five orders today and I'm looking around trying to figure out where they are and they may or may not add up to five because they're looking forward optimistically 28 days to attribute your data. And so slowly but surely the, the gap between what you sent them and trying to piece together what the conversions are gets wider and wider. And I'm not looking to be responsible for explaining that. I'm looking to try to be a source of truth for your marketing. So I'm steering clear of that one for now until I can get some more accountability built in from them on how we can back up their numbers if we're going to send them your data with your permission. So that's my fear on that one. But that's why Facebook's making that move because the pixel is eventually not going to be allowed to track the way it tracks. And so they're going after the source data, which it makes sense for them to do that. It's just a, it's an interesting proposition for you to consider how, whether you're going to sign on for that or not. Early adopters are likely to do really well. And then, uh, but then we'll see, you know, we'll see how that data is used for and against you. I mean, they're already doing that now. Is it, is it more risky with better data? I don't know. That's the, that's the million dollar question for you to answer. I'm not going to answer that because I, I don't know the answer on that one. So can't be a source of truth and then make up opinions if I don't really have a strong one as to what the right decision is. That's not what I'm looking to do here. So this privacy stuff, you know, if you hung in there, this is, uh, this is the world we live in now. And I hope this has helped make some sense of it. And if you'd like to hear more on this topic, let me know because I could talk a lot more on it. I mean, this is our business and livelihood. But I didn't want to like freak you out with too much uh, techno babble. So I'm going to stop now. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh.